Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. Hey, welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. We've got Coach Dave and we have Heather Andrew. And when we last left you, we were talking about writing your letter. And I hope that you all got out there and wrote your letter or started journaling to your kids or whoever it is that you needed to communicate with. And so Heather brought up a very interesting point with regards to her grandfather and, and some stuff that was there. And you guys were talking about writing and videoing. videoing. And so I'm going to tell you another sad story because, you know, we haven't had enough sadness this, this last couple of weeks. So I had an aunt that was, um, she's got, she got um, Lou Gehrig's disease and truly one of the worst disease that you could ever get is Lou Gehrig's disease. And the reason why is it's called ALS. Okay. And the reason why is, is because what happens is your body completely shuts down, but your mind stays intact. And typically what ends up happening is you end up on a, a, a feeding tube and most people give up after a year or two years. They just, they just quit. They stop living. They don't want to do it anymore. As a matter of fact, um, why, why can't I, why am I having a hard time remembering his name? Our, our, our Einstein of the time that just recently died. Um, come on, somebody help me out here. Uh, Stephen Hawkins. Stephen oh, Hawkins. Yeah. Stephen Hawkins yeah. was the longest living person with ALS. All right. He, he lived for a very, very long time with ALS. Right. And most people, like I say, give up in two years. So there's a there's a lesson behind this story. And so when I found out that my aunt had ALS, I immediately hopped on an airplane, I took a video camera, and I went to Seattle, and I interviewed her for several days, all right? And I have a whole list of questions that you can ask, but I interviewed her to, to just kind of document her life, all right? Um, and the hardest part about that is, is that is kind of just being quiet. You kind of got to sit there and ask the questions and then just let them kind of bring it out. Let him, let him bring that story out. I have those tapes to this day, and I actually, it's been a lot of years, but I, not too long ago, I sent those up to my cousins. And, um, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but there's a lot of power, okay? There's a lot of sadness, but there's a lot of power in having that several years later and being able to go back and show it to the grandchildren and even the grandchildren that weren't alive and, hey, this was your grandmother, this is what she was about. And so the power in there is is capturing it, all right? It's capturing it. So, you know, Heather, tell us more about that story about your grandfather, because that was a capturing moment. You know, you managed, you managed to capture those moments and you know, how valuable is that letter to you right now? If your house was burning down and you ran in to get things out of your house, would that be one of the things that you would get? For sure. I think, you know, um, there are a lot of things that I have from family members who've passed on a grandmother. It's really special to me. Um, I have her recipes and her handwriting. 
And um, I have a baby book where it's like grandmothers are to love. And it had all the names that children traditionally call their grandmothers. And then the name that my brother came up with for her, she'd written in her handwriting. That's the book. I think that if this house was burning, that's probably the one I would grab because her handwriting is so distinctive. Um, but, you know, I think what you're getting at, James, is that there are lines that connect us. And it's extremely important that you don't let those stories die with you. You get those stories out. And so it's ironic that Dave has a book. I don't have a child, but I have a book. And so as I read books and as I hear quotes and things that are important to me, um, they go in this book. <laughs> so I have a quote. I have a quote for you on that subject right there, and the the most important thing that dies with a person is that which is in their heart and in their head. Right. Okay. So, and so that gets back to this capturing. So but, you know, if you look at my book, there there are little like things, stickers that people have given me. You know, little pretty uh, packaging. You know, I love a pretty packaging, so I, I glue it in there. My tea, the little piece of my tea thing. You must learn a new way to think before you can master a new way to be. So quotes and things that books that I read, the pieces of those books that are important to me, while those books are highlighted and they're in my library with my notes, the, the things that are really like driving me are going into this book. And this is really designed for my nieces such that, you know, when I pass that hopefully this will be a little book of wisdom of everything I've distilled from all of the things I've read and speakers I've heard over the years that have helped me. Um, you know, I'm actually embarrassed that the, the, I'm telling these stories and the two of you have got your damn bucks sitting right next to you. <laughs> that was not planned, folks. That's and just nobody knew this. And you guys are you guys are like light years ahead of me. Okay. So what's what's this all about? Well, <laughs> it's 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 a great lesson for all of us, right? I mean, I think if COVID has taught us anything is that tomorrow is not guaranteed. We've all suffered losses, um, some, you know, of family members and friends or people that we know that, you know, life was over in a moment. And, uh, you know, so that's, I think, the, the takeaway message um, from here. But in speaking of letters, the other story I was going to tell, James, is um, my grandmother, so grandmother that was married to the grandfather who sent me the letter, was a genealogist. And she used to always tell this story about how we were re related to Pocahontas. <laughs> the real Pocahontas, it's not a joke Pocahontas. This <clears throat> is not like me trying to be a political candidate and state something that isn't true. Uh, she, she, but she had done the research, but when she died- yeah, What are you talking was, about, Heather? <laughs> so several years ago, she, you know, she died. And when she died and the family was, was cleaning out the house, I asked the question like, okay, we know we have binders of her work that she did in genealogy. Do we have something that actually historically documents that we're actually related to Pocahontas? Um, and so my aunt has been going through her things and there is a letter from the University of Pennsylvania 
and my great-grandfather was Powhatan. And why that's important is the Powhatans were incredible gardeners. They were not a nomadic tribe. They were such good gardeners, they could stay in the same place because they had enough food to get them through the winter. So isn't it ironic? That's amazing. I am a gardener. That's amazing. Pocahontas, you don't have a Heather name anymore. You're Pocahontas. Right? I'm a blonde, blonde-haired Powhatan. Love it. I did have a question for you guys. In terms of this, you know, so I've got a book, I, I put everything down there for my boy, but are there any apps? Are there any programs? Are there any websites where you can take video clips of loved ones, of good stories and that, and put it into? And I ask of that because my father-in-law, he passed away about four years ago. But this man, he was in the Navy for 22 years and he was an aviator, so he flew everywhere. And whenever we would go over, you know, for Easter or for holidays or, you know, on a Thursday, you know, we would sit and we would speak about, you know, the experiences that he had and the stories that he had. And he spoke about a number of them, like, you know, like uh, flying into uh, the Naval Air Station at um, San Diego there about how like a hundred miles out his plane that he had thought, you know, was all fueled up and everything else like that runs out of fuel and they glide this thing in all the way. And he's like, this is it. Like it's, it's over. And he had, I don't know, 25 stories where it was like I really thought this was it you know like I'm gonna die here and I was like well how do we get this and how do we save this so that future people are able to see this and hear the this so the answer is you have to capture it Dave I mean right whether you captured in video whether you captured on tape I mean if you know somebody that that's still alive from World War II one of the most powerful things you can do is sit down with a video camera and start asking him some questions. You right. know, what, what do you remember most about your childhood? You know, you can tell us about, about your children. You know, tell us about if you, if you knew that you were dying tomorrow, what's the one thing you would want to tell the world, okay? If, if you, you, there's, I mean, I a huge list of the stuff that you can go on and on and on and on. And, and, you just ask the question and then shut up. And then everyone's like, you kind of got to push them along just a little bit. But it's amazing the stories that come out of them. I mean, with my aunt, the, the you know, my aunt would have had to convert to Christianity before it was over because she was just like, she was very, very Christian, okay? And so everything was about Jesus and, and, and you know, how she wanted her kids to know Jesus, et cetera, all right? And that wasn't like that. She just found that because she had ALS. She'd been that way her entire life. And, and it was very powerful messages in there. So capture it. That, that's the answer. Capture it. And then, but is there a place that I can store all of these things? So it's there, all. There's a thing called, um, 
legacy box. That's it, legacy box, but it's very expensive. Videos and so we we had a bunch of home movies of my grandfather on my mom's side who died on my second birthday. So I don't remember him, but there are videos of me with him. Um, so my mother had all those home movie reels converted for all of us in pictures and so forth um, a long time ago. And so each of us have a CD of that information. Um, there's also a project, ironically, with the Library of Congress. And I was just Googling that while you were talking, Dave. Um, to see if I could find the information on it. But essentially, um, the Library of Congress, uh, to your point, James, realizes that the greatest generation is dying out. And they had created a, a way for people to audibly record their family stories. Um, I heard about this on NPR, so you might be able to Google that, that session. Uh, the woman who tells the story on that section, it, it's hilarious. Um, so, but that was the intention, Dave, was that future generations of Americans would be able to hear these stories. And so what you're, you're discussing is so inspirational of that generation. And my grandfather, Andrews, was the one who was putting those planes together. They lost more pilots over uh, Pensacola Bay than they did in all of World War II because they were beg borrowing and stealing but, um, cars. Yeah, I saw a, a show on um, a science channel or something where they had like this hexadome and they put like hundreds of cameras inside of it and they were interviewing these people and they literally were able to create a, a 3D movie, okay, where, where this person was actually dimensional. It in telling his story. It was it was really him 50 years from now telling his story on a stage. Okay. So uh, what, what, what they were like a hologram, okay? So it, they were creating holograms out of them. So so it's back to 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 capturing that stuff. You can go to um to, to do the conversions and that kind of stuff. You can do it at Costco, believe it or not. Costco has ways of converting converting the tapes down. The legacy box I found would be a little expensive. I looked a little bit into it. If, and also, if you want to look back and you want to get more genealogy, one of the best places to do that is the Mormon Church has got the the, the biggest genealogy out there. As far oh. as as far as I know, I don't I don't know that there's a better way to do it. I, I think the Mormons are pretty online services too that you can do it, but it's like you said, it's pretty pricey. But um, you know, so. But it, it's quite interesting, depending on where your family is from and how they got here and the stories. Um, some of my family records have been lost because during the Civil War, they were told to send all of their records to Columbia, South Carolina. And um, I have a rental property that there. was one of the cities that Sherman burned. So all of those records to, for that line of that family stops at the Civil War because they were irre irrecoverable at that point. So, you know, wow. it's, um, it's, it's, it's important to know where you come from. And I think it's also important in this very politically charged climate right now to be able to say, I'm not what I look like, you know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, the, the piece of my family history to me is important about the Palatans because I'm a gardener, but we are all, a collection of stories, aren't we? 
Right. And um, so, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, can you? Yeah, you're judged every day. <laughs> That's you, funny. You, but you are, you are truly a collection of your history and your past. And, and, you know, people do these DNA tests and so forth to see where they're from. I have seen very sad things come out of that. Speaking of sad, uh, James, where people found family members they didn't realize they had and it brought up family secrets and it was very damaging to the family structure. I, in fact, a family I love very, very much has gotten divorced over it because there was a child conceived out of, out of wedlock um, that they didn't realize wasn't theirs. Um, so it it's, um, can be heartbreaking. So I just want to caution people if well, you're going to go about that, that is, you is may that. find things that you didn't want to know. Yeah, but the saddest part about that is, is that you let that get in your way. I mean, like, well, James, I I'm going to agree with you on that because they were one of the most wonderful families I've ever known. And I'm just, you know, it's, it's so sad that that information destroyed them. Yeah, well, they, they, it would be better stated that they let that information destroy Cor them. Correct, yeah. correct, yeah. correct. That, that, you're absolutely right. Yeah. That they let that happen is very sad. So I, I'm just saying, I, 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 I see Caution. an interest in it, but there's a cost to it. And just- Buyer beware. Correct. <laughs> when you go looking, you may find things that you didn't want to know. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's maybe best to not dig in the past, <laughs> especially mine. <laughs> especially yours. <laughs> I'm just joking, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I've always said you know you can ask me anything, but be careful. You might not want to hear what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Uh, well, that's great stuff. And, and I, I think that, that the lesson to be learned out of here is that, you know, you, you really aren't promised tomorrow. It's just the reality of life. It's, it's not going to be a promise. And, and, and I talk, I go back to the letter and I go to the videos and I go to all this stuff that we're talking about. And, and, you know, I think you're both to be commended on having your books right there. I'm, I'm really bad at ledgering. I mean, I, 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 I'm good at a computer because I can do it in a computer, but when it comes to writing, it just doesn't work for me. But I think it's great that you're actually doing that and that you're capturing it. Remember, the trick is to capture it, all right? Because if it's captured, then it can be shared, all right? And, and what happens is that once you put it on that paper, once you put it in that video, it, it can take on a life of its own. Do you follow me? Right, and, right. And it's, it's like the story I told you about my dad, okay? Well, who did that really belong to? That belonged to me, okay? And, and until I shared it with you. And now you can go out and share it with other people and it can, it can keep going and going and going and going and it can take on a life of its own. And that's the trick is, is to kind of to teach it forward. You know, just closing this out really quickly here. The way this used to work is we all sat around a campfire and there was an elder. Yeah. And the elder <laughs> told the stories, okay? And then you became the elder and then you told the stories and the stories passed down from generation to generation. And then along came the printing press, okay? And then, and then along came media and along came 
social media and along came computers and laptops and cell phones and all this other crap that we're dealing with, okay? And we lost the real meat and potatoes of the storytelling. So, so what we're really talking about here is storytelling. I mean, if you really want to take it back, Pocahontas, back to your days, <laughs> we're, we're going back to where, where it was actually it happened. It happened in a long house. It happened, you know, around a campfire. We would tell that story and then that would get passed from generation to generation. The unfortunate part is, you know, often the stories get embellished upon and, and run in different directions along the way. So you tell a joke and by the time you tell the joke, it was a pink elephant that jumped over a fence. It was a purple giraffe with yellow polka dots and he jumped over the, the Cascade Mountains and he landed in the Pacific Ocean. He created a wave so big, he surfed it all the way to New York. I mean, you know, it gets embellished, but if you can capture the stories, I think you're better off. But thank you. Um, we're healthy, wealthy, and grateful. Remember to live like you're gonna die tomorrow. Plan like you're gonna live forever. We're Coach Dave, Heather, Andrew, the Pocahontas, rather. Yeah. <laughs> and we want to thank you. Keep smiling and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember, live like you are going to die tomorrow and plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.